let's hit it. Now we're back. Welcome back, back to the last call. Well, and I'm joined 29 and a half kilometers away. Ashley Hetherington. How are the Matildas doing? Could not be doing well. It could be doing better, but one nil up. Hey. The 20, 29 and a half minute mark. You love to see it. Are we playing? New Zealand. Woo. Those ah. wretched Kiwis. Those wretched Kiwis. All right. Let's jump straight into it. What are you feeling? Do we want a list? Give me a list. I've been waiting a long time for this list. He has been waiting a long time for this list. Not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, let it bounce. 13! 13! Can you believe it? He's kicked 13 on the siren. Oh, that game was just so beautiful, man. <laughs> um, no, I remember watching it. Ah, oh, yeah. I remember. Back in the day. Oh. Um, we still need to do our live call of a game. Line in the sand. <laughs> line in the sand or just any game. Yeah, line in the sand would be good. That would be elite. Lock oh. it in Lock it in for once we're allowed out of lockdown and allowed to be together in a home. Absolutely. So 2026. Yeah, maybe when the next Olympics are on after this one. <laughs> yeah, the Paris Olympics. Yeah. Um, just an update. Lance Franklin is at... 981 goals with four games left. Five? Five. I'm feeling good. He does have to play Essendon in one of those, so lock in 12 there. But, like, I I think I said it last week. I'm not being funny. He still has to play Essendon. I think they have to play North, and I think they have to play Gold Coast. And they'll probably play two finals. Yeah, exactly. But even if they play seven games, that's, like... Two and a half a game. And he's been averaging three over the past three or four weeks. Mate, I'm look, good. Look, there's a chance if they get to a semi-final that he kicks his thing. I agree. I'm still feeling good. All right. We're here for this list. You came to me the other week and you said, I cannot tell Ed Langdon and Jaden Hunt apart. Um, so I've just come up with half. Uh, ooh, how many have I got? Maybe a dozen teams. Um, who have players on the same team that look alike and are hard to tell apart. Now, I didn't do it for every team because, like, uh, I said this off-air, but half the Adelaide team looks the same. Um, tall, medium tall, white with brown hair and brown eyes. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the obvious one, Langdon and Hunt. That's where we're starting. We're moving to Essendon. Uh, I said this on the weekend. Durham and Draper. Oh, well, I mean... No Draper's 200 feet tall, but those mullets are egregious. (laughs) All Sam Durham needs is a pedophile moustache. He will be flying. Because when I saw him run on the ground, I was like, there are two. There are two of them. They're multiplying. He said, I've got the chills. They're multiplying. Um, And And then he missed from the goals, when that happened, I just, oh. So it, I think your, your KO feed was a bit ahead of mine. So as he was lining up, I just get a message through from you. Just said, oh, no. Oh, God, he's going to shatter Grant it. He didn't and even. Sure enough. He just missed. Um, I moved to Collingwood. 
Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron. Yeah, good call. Good call. Tall. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat this like a, a footy class good call, bad call. Oh uh, yeah, no fair. Oh, the Matildas have scored again. They're on fire. Yeah. A header from a corner. Um, yep, good call. Um, yeah, tall, bulky, white dudes with a shaved head. Mm. And um, uh, no, actually Cameron does Cameron does have some ability. It leaps and bounds better than Mason Cox. Frio, um, it's a weird one because I'd never heard of this guy before I looked it up. I basically just went through all the team AFL profiles and was just like, who looks like this guy? David Mundy and Stefan Giro. Giro? If you don't... I I literally have no idea. That's what I thought. But I was like, okay, they actually look quite similar. Is Stefan Giro also 38 years old? No. And doesn't Mundy play his 350th this week? Possibly, and signed on today for another year. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Okay, good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. It's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah. Um, Gold Coast, this one's a bit of a reach. I've got Isaac Rankin and Alex Sexton. I can see that. Uh, seedy facial hair. Yep. Skinny, tall, white boys. I just described myself. <laughs> um, Hawthorne. I feel like you've you've missed Grian Myers and a goat at Geelong. Oh, uh, you wait. You wait. There's there's goats coming. <laughs> um Hawthorne, Harry Morrison, and Ollie Hanrahan. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Look, anytime they come on, it's it's who knows? We're about to get the same amount of VFL level production when they're on the field. And they're both blonde. Port. Um, I've got Carl Amon and Connor Rosie. No, bad call. Bad call? Nah. I, I got him confused when I was at the match, but I was three levels high in basically and the first lead. Six so. points deep. <sighs> Mate, I wish I was six points deep. I should have been. Um, Richmond, you alluded to a goat earlier. Shea Bolton and a goat. Um. But- Hard to well, I mean, by goat, I assume you mean maybe your chol. So, so, yeah, it, it was one A and one B for me. It was one of the two. Uh, we moved to Sydney, a triple header Callum Mills, Isaac Heaney, and Chad Warner. Yeah, a good call. Isaac Heaney's slightly more peroxide blonde, I feel, but yeah, Warner, yeah. Warner and Mills blonde, Isaac Heaney. It's almost silver at this point. But yeah, anytime they're on the field, I'm like, which medium tall blonde hair one is this? Yeah, I also get Sydney confused. I think it's Harry Cunningham and uh, who, who's number nine? Nick Malcheski. No. <laughs> um, the bad Sam Reed. <laughs> no, uh, Will Hayward. Ah, uh, yeah. I almost had um, fuck a Rampy and Lloyd. Lloyd mustache. Yeah, back in the yep, day. I can see that. Um, another triple header for West Coast. Oscar Allen, Harry Edwards, and Don Shepherd. Um, 
how tall is Harry Allen and Dom Shepard? No, Harry who? Harry Edwards. Back. Harry Edwards. They've just got that like schoolboy, youngish blonde look for me. Um, Dom Shepard, I think, is a bit shorter. Do you mean Brad Shepard? Brad Shepard. Because I've just googled, I've just googled Dom Shepard, and he's an account executive. I at Salesforce. It's Dom Sheed, isn't it? Dom Dom Sheed and Brad Brad Shepard. Yeah, you mean Brad Shepard because Dom Sheed looks nothing like them. Dom Sheed looks like he owns um, a local cafe on Ligon Street. Mm. And a spot inside the heads of every Collingwood supporter. Absolutely. One of the greatest footballing moments of my life. Legitimately. And I support neither of them. Um, And the last one... And you've seen your side win four premierships in your lifetime. And I was there for the best one. Um, Western Bulldogs, I've got Alex Keith and a witch's hat. I would would also have accepted uh, Caleb Daniel in a garden home. <laughs> that was the first time I've seen Caleb Daniel without a helmet. Handsome dude. Mm, I just had absolutely. no idea he had hair. Or yeah, no, he he's like a kiss. <laughs> like kiss. He's like um. Oh fuck! Who's that MMA fighter? There's this one MMA fighter who only wears a mask. What? Oh WWE. No, no, back in the old school MMA days, just like, dude, just like face mask. In, no what, one, in the UFC? Yeah. No. Like, when it first... Where the fuck MMA face mask? UFC mask girl. Um, but that's all I've got for um, comparison you know, similar looking teammates. Is there anything that I left off? Mm. Off, the, off the dome, off the top of your head. No, I, I don't think so. I think that's, I think that's probably fair. Um, like there are obviously, you know, a lot of, you know, short kind of brown hair guys that play on the same team, but you know, you try and keep it relatively well known. Like, Stefan Giro, obviously. <laughs> yes, of course, Stefan Giro. Um, I think Alex Keith and a witch's hat is the best one. Look, they've got nothing on um, Xavier and Raphael Clark. That's true. That was the other. I was going to be funny and be like, uh, ha, ha, uh, fucking Jordan and Zach Clark. Oh, actually, um, from Carlton, I'll throw up. Uh, Lockie Plowman and who's the other one? Uh, Liam Fisher. Mainly because lots of the times they both play in long sleeves. Liam Fisher. I think that's his name. Zach Fisher? Zach Fisher, maybe who I mean. Liam Fisher. Uh, oh, no. When I type in Liam Fisher, I get Grey's Anatomy. So maybe not that. There, there is. It might be Zach Fish. There is another Carlton player that looks exactly like Lockie Plowman in the long sleeves. That's that's. A, I was trying to think. Um, Zach. Uh, I thought Zach Williams and Fisher looked pretty similar, but then Zach Williams cut off his mullet. Because mm. Zach Fisher has that 
insane mullet, I believe. Uh, I I also think Warple and Tom Mitchell look quite similar. Yeah, after Warple got rid of the hair and shaved his face, I I say it. Just very short midfielders, <laughs> blonde. Who'd you say? Um, Plowman. Every every time I watch Carlton, there's like five players in long sleeves, and two of them are like brunette. I feel yeah. like played for GWS. Is it maybe Williamson? Yeah. Tom Williamson. Maybe. Tom Williamson and Zach Williams don't look that far away. Matthew Kennedy. Silvani's prone to wearing a long sleeve. Silvani does love a long sleeve. Yeah. I like a long sleeve. Bring him back. Um, so, yeah, that was the list. What are we feeling? Uh, give me a rant. Yeah, go on. Dear Mr. President, there are too many states nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Wait, give me something that's... The Olympics start this week, Jim. Is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever heard that they are going ahead with these Olympics. <laughs> the Tokyo public are on the streets chanting, cancel the Olympics. They've got signs and placards out. There's already about 10 athletes in the Olympic village that have got it, as well as 50, 60 workers that have got it. What the fuck? <laughs> They've had to implement cardboard beds. I have seen that. <laughs> because they realise that 80% of the people that go to the Olympics train 25 years of their life simply so they can go and have the two-week sex romp that the Olympics are notorious for. <laughs> they had an Irish, some Irish gymnast posted a video on Instagram yesterday bouncing on the bed just to show that they were sexable. It's an absolute clusterfuck from start to finish. Start being the fact that they're called the Tokyo 2020 game still because they didn't want to rebrand. That's what happened with the Euros. I was like, nah, we've we've already printed the hats. <laughs> to finish being the fact that it could be the biggest super spreader event in the world and kill genuinely thousands and thousands of people because the Olympics refused to let the Japanese government out of their contracts. No crowds are allowed. Tokyo have had to incur all of the costs of putting the Olympics on and get none of the economic benefits, i.e. tourism. Mm. There's going to be no atmosphere. It's going to be just like the absolutely absurd football that we saw last year in front of empty crowds. Yeah. It is unfathomable unfathomable that they are going ahead uh, and just reeks of pure greed and everybody should boycott the Olympics. It's not like a uh, big sporting corporate body to only have their best interests at heart in spite of uh, common sense and what the world is telling them. And the fact it will probably genuinely kill thousands, especially from lower-income countries. Yeah. I mean, 
but between this and what UEFA and FIFA are doing with the World Cup in Qatar, uh, they are on a mission to just wipe out a good a good part of the population for just being just greedy fucks. And it's yeah, it's disgusting. It's awful. It is genuinely, yeah. Um, and with that, I think it's time we move to the multi. Yeah, yeah love it. So on the back of that very impassioned rant, it's time for the Olympic multi. Hey! <laughs> Boycott the Olympics. But... Unless you can profit, because apparently that is the entire theme of this year's Olympics. Oh, Japan can't, so... Why not um, us? Why not us? Japan. Yeah. The entire country of Japan should jump on this multi. <laughs> Tokyo 2020. Why not me? Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, that's that's exactly what the Olympic board thought. <laughs> and so we're getting on four specific Aussies for the multi this year that we can all cheer home, whether you're an Australian, whether you're a Bulgarian, whether you're um, an infidel in North Korea. Absolutely. Most of our leadership. The first person we're going to get on this year, Jim, will be somebody very well known to you as an avid fan of the BMX freestyling. Mm, mm-hmm. Logan Martin. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. You're familiar with Logan's work? Give us a bit of the backstory. Uh, plays halfback for North, doesn't he? That's Luke McDonald. You didn't get either name right. <laughs> That's cam- You got the initials, right? Yeah, I, I have... Zero idea about one Logan Martin. Right. Well, he he was the number four pick for Sydney in the draft last year. <laughs> uh, no, Logan Martin uh, is the favourite to win the BMX freestyle event in the men's, uh, paying two dollars. So Aussie, 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 we take that absolutely. At Leg two, we go to a favourite of the podcast, uh, one that I believe is still pending to get a, a multi from many, many months ago up. We're on Steph Gilmore to win the women's shortboard event in the surfing at $5. How has she not won the other one yet? What is going on? <laughs> so it turns out instead of backing her for the event that was that weekend, I accidentally backed her to win the, the championship. Oh, which will be decided. That still hasn't been decided. End of the year, yeah. It is um, a cumulative event. Like the championship from like all the... Yeah, the championship is. Yeah. I tried to back her at Bells or something. Uh, uh, so that's still going. But this, she's paying $5. Second favourite, I believe. Get on Steph. Absolutely. Well, well, not on Steph. Cardboard beds and all. Cardboard beds, of course. Um. <laughs> moving on uh, the third leg we, we are moving to Australia's best known swimmer and of course Australia's best known current swimmer would be uh, the missile Magnuson still around <laughs> that no, is I think he retired in 2008 um, and then went on celebrity oh no that was Eamon Sullivan 
Ian Thorpe, they still around? Oh, that's right. James Magnuson. No, but James Magnuson was Beijing, wasn't he? And he lost by 0.01 of a second. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Who's the guy who kept calling out that Chinese guy? Blondie. Yang. Mac Horton. That's the guy. Not him. Uh, he's busy in a Dr. Seuss book this Olympics, hearing a who. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Look at this graph. Um, are we on? No, of course we are on Australia's sweetheart, Ariane Titmus. Who? That was exactly what I thought. But it turns out in the 200 meter freestyle, isn't she's that a, a raging favorite. Isn't that a hearing disability? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually said tetanus. <laughs> I think you've got the hearing disability. No, Ariane or Ariane or Ariane Tinnitus. Ariane Anataka Tomanu. <laughs> um, uh, no, Ariane Titmus is paying a dollar fifty in the two hundred meter freestyle. For someone who I've never heard of, those are some incredibly short odds. So good for her. And Lake Four to bring this multi home. Who's your best gold medal chance for Australia at the Olympics? Oh, probably the Matildas. Well, we've gone in a different direction. The Javelin? We are, no, we are on something very close to your heart. Umpiring? The Boomers. The Boomers? Oh, mate. Hey. We're on the, the Boomers at $7 to win. To win gold. To upstage Team USA. $7. $7. Team USA are $1.10. I thought they'd be way further. $7. Mate, mate we are coming. Second favourite. We're, we're second favourite. We are second favourite. It's our time. We've shed the dead weight. Ben Simmons is gone. The Opals have shed the dead weight. Liz Cambage is gone. Oh, she's a nightmare. From, from all accounts, Liz Cambage is a nightmare. Anyway, um, what what are we running at? We are wrapping this multi up. What do you think would be a fair price for this multi? 18, 20 bucks? I just say two, two. Oh, no, it'll be a bit more than that. 30 odd. We are backing the multi. And to all our Japanese listeners out there and old mate in Bulgaria, $105. What the fuck? How did, hold on. I need seven, to get... Yeah, because seven times five is 35, times two is 70, oh, times dollar fifty is. I forgot the five. Yeah. I was thinking twos. Yeah. $105. One. None of them are unachievable. The, the boomers is the most unlikely if it was boomers to medal because we haven't medaled in the past two Olympics, despite being having some pretty good NBA talent. In uh, so that's that's a good bet. I might put my bonus bet on that, mate. Get on it at $105. If it gets up and we are out of lockdown, you can meet us at the Charles Dickens Tavern for drinks on us. 
Yeah, but there's there's no... Uh, actually, there's always a reason to antagonise the English. Absolutely. We'll see at the Charles Dickens Tavern. Hey, no reason to antagonise the English. I'm watching every second of this year's Ashes at that pub. I was going to say, when will we be there? Just turn up. We'll probably be there. All right, and with that, the multi is complete. I've gone from zero to hero in my Olympic support very, very quickly. He's done a full 180. And I am more than ready for this quiz. All right, I've got a quiz for you. Um, but what am I going to play? Who knows? Let's just go a classic. Absolutely. Don't we have a quiz sting? No, we have a who am I sting. Uh, who am I? No, who am I this week? Still recovering from the Birdman. Yeah, I was listening back to it, and Gel definitely did say the Birdman, but he didn't lock in his answer. He didn't say the Birdman in that. He, he mentioned the Birdman earlier. Mm-hmm. I think he Look, said. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. Very yeah, drunk. You were. Oh, you were in all sorts. All right, I got a five-part quiz for you. Five parts. Rant, just off the top. Just off the dome. Random quiz. Question one. There have been five triple premiership winning teams. Can you name them all? And for bonus points, uh, what years? Okay. Um, no. So point for that. You didn't say name them all. You said, can you name them all? No. And he's uh, no. at home. One point Thank for you. No. <laughs> um, so three years in a row? Three years in a row. Hawthorne, yep. obviously, 13 to 15. Brisbane, 2001 to 2003. Uh, There's one you should get, and the other two, I'm not sure you will. Who's the other one? The only team to win four in a row. Is it Hawthorne? Four in a row. Who won four in a row? Well, if I told you to give away the answer. <laughs> um, uh, in the 20s. Oh, in the 20s? Yeah. S-N-L-A-F-L, yeah. Huh? I'm talking VFL, AFL. Uh, we're going deep. I think Gordon Coventry. Oh, Collingwood? Yeah. They won four in a row from 27 to 30. <laughs> Okay. Is that the one I should have got? Yes. Okay. I hate to hear the ones I shouldn't have got. Carlton uh, probably did it, did they, in like the 60s, 70s? Melbourne have done it twice. Not for a while, they haven't. Melbourne did it from 1939 to 1941. Um, can't think of any extenuating circumstances that would lead them to be on top of the ladder in that era. And 55 to 57. So. Everyone knows that Collingwood won four in a row. I, well, I do now, and all our listeners do. There you go. Um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Alistair Clarkson and Sam Mitchell's succession plan. Who was Hawthorne's coach before Alistair Clarkson? Peter Schwab. Correct. Uh, Silk is playing his 403rd game this weekend to tie which AFL legend? Fletch. Nope. 
Okay, but KB only play 4,403. Yes, it was. I was there. Only two players played all 24 games that season. Can you name them? Two Essendon players. Two Essendon players played all 24 games. Oh, well. Heard? No. Lloyd? Lloyd is one of them. Fletcher? No. And he's like a squad player. I think he's like a winger half back. Adam McPhee? Nope. Uh, uh, you, give me a first, and or just give me a hint that you think is fair, but don't be generous. Like a uh, first initial or last initial? Last initial R. Ramanowskis? Ramanowskis. Wow. Played Impressive. 24 games. And then got cancer. Missed a couple of years, came back. Came back. He's a regular Jared Ruffhead. Um, five teams have never won a VFL AFL premiership. However, there are only two teams to have won one. Who are they? Two teams to have won one premiership. Yeah. Uh, Bulldogs? Nope. They won in 54. Oh, 16. Of course, I forgot they won in 2016. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, Port Adelaide. Correct. Um, sorry, I'll get there. Yeah, I'll just right. keep right. silence. <laughs> All right, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, go th- I'll go through it for the listener. Adelaide have won at least two because uh, 97, 98. Brisbane have obviously won more. Carlton have won 16. Collingwood have won 15. Essen have won 16. Uh, G Long have won too many. Hawthorne have won too many. Gold Coast and GWS are fucking awful. Um, Freo have never won any. Then we, yeah, Hawthorne at North have won plenty. Port have won one. St Kilda. Correct. There we go. There it is. Um, five teams who have never won it. You name three. Well, yeah, go I on. I could probably name five of them. Um, well, Gold Coast, GWS, Frio. Yeah. Are the only active ones. Yep. University. Correct. Did they play in the VFL or the VFA? VFL. Um, they folded in 1908. Oh, yeah, it became the VFL in, 90, in 1897. 97, didn't it? 97, yeah. Um, and then Fitzroy would have won one, wouldn't they? I think it was Fitzroy. Um, really? Fitzroy never won a flag. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, there, there's your five. 
There you go. And there's your quiz. Does Fitzroy count, though? Because Fitzroy merged into the Brisbane Lions. No, they merged. Didn't they merged with the Bears? Yeah. The Bears merged or... with... Yeah, so they merged into the... Merged with the Bears into the Lions. So surely that counts as them winning one. That's a good question. Um, let me find where this list was. It's like, does Sydney's... Brisbane didn't win one. Yeah, but that's the same thing. No, because I think Fitzroy turned into... Oh, no, Fitzroy won plenty. Yeah, I thought they would have. No, but surely Fitzroy and, yeah. Fitzroy and the Brisbane Bears amalgamated to become the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, but I think it was as the team. Like, the Swans obviously have won plenty, but South... But but do the Sydney's premierships not include South Melbourne's? It does. Yeah, that's probably more fair because they didn't merge. Do Brisbane's include Fitzroy's? No. Yeah. Hold on. Where are they? Because if the Brisbane Lions fit, uh, premiership count includes the Fitzroy premiership count, then it follows uh, that... Fitzroy and the Bears are on their own. Yeah. It doesn't really make that much sense. Look, I can see it. They just can't have it both ways. Yeah, because then South Melbourne should be on their own as well. No, that's not entirely true because they never merged. They just relocated. They just moved, yeah. It's like when North moved to Tassie next year. Yeah, or Hawthorne to Bannockburn. Yeah, I'd prefer summary. All right. (laughs) Do you have anything before we hit up a last call? Uh, no. Yeah, let's hit it. It's been a while since I heard the bell. Last call. What do you got? We got some cricket. We do have some cricket. First one day international was this morning. Uh, Alex Carey became the most recent man to captain Australia, which was good for him. Australia batted admirably in the uh, against the West Indies, made two hundred and fifty-eight, I believe. Captain Carey, top scoring with 69. Ash Turner, 49. Three debutants being uh, Josh Phillippe, uh, someone or other, I think Ben McDermott, and Wes Agar presented his cap by his brother. Oh, that's nice. Um, yep, so made 258. When I turned the TV on, about eight overs into the West Indies innings, the score was six for 36. Jesus Christ. Josh Hazelwood in his fifth over had figures of three for three. And Mitchell Stark also three. Um, Kieran Pollard then came in and launched a quick fire 60-odd, I think. Took a real liking to Adam Zampa. All the all the West Indian batsmen have taken a real liking to Adam Zampa. Um, How, how's our spinning ranks going? I know we all know about Australia's fast bowlers. We have a fucking million of them. Yeah. So Adam Zampa is our best limited overs bowler comfortably. Yeah. Um, today he bowled three point two overs, so that's what twenty balls. Mm. One for thirty nine. That's tough. 
His first over, I think, went for 24. Oof. As it did the other day in the T20 against Christopher Gale. Mr. Um, what's his nickname? The Universe Boss. Universe Boss. Uh, but all in all, Australia won by 133 runs. That reduced to 49 overs because Mr. Duckworth and Sir Lewis got involved. Oof. Never good when Duckworth Lewis get involved. Um, so what what break it down? What's the series looking like? Have we got three, five? Good question. Uh, I think it's at least one. One um, series. It's the grand final. No, no, it's three. So uh, so yeah, so three ODIs, one today, one Friday, and one Sunday. Mm. Um so yeah. Look, who really cares because tests are what we care about and the T20 World Cup's coming up later this year. So the one days are sort of just pointless. Yeah. Um, is it is it a is it genuinely like not a dying form of the game, but like Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Trajectory of t- uh, of ODIs nowadays. Like obviously yeah. considering the success of T20. Horribly diminished because cricket purists still like test cricket and people that just want to be entertained by short form cricket like T20s. Um, T5 coming to a TV near you. No, legitimately, England have just launched the 100, which has done away with overs. Um, It's 100 balls edge, so that's about, what, 16 and a half overs each in traditional speak, but 100 balls edge, each bowler bowls five balls. Um, yeah, there's a couple of only five. How does that work? So I've oh, done it, done away with overs. So you do, yeah, five. five at a time, five at a time. I was like, do they have, do they bring in people off the bench? What's the... <laughs> yeah, you have to have 20 bowlers. Um, yeah, so no, five instead of six. Uh, you bowl two from one end and then two from the other end, like you're in under 12s. Uh, yeah, that's the new sort of T20 version in England. Right. Um, but yeah, one day cricket has got to the point of it's, you can see it as an amalgamation of T20 cricket and test cricket. Yeah. But instead of taking the best elements of both and putting them together, it's sort of taken, it's got the worst elements of both, hmm. which is why it is a dying breed. Like it's got the sort of, it, it's a bit boring, like, Test cricket can be at times because it's yep. 300 balls instead of 120, like T20. Um, but then also there's no stakes. Um, it's not on pure me- like mental fortitude like test cricket can be. Yeah, it's, it's a, um, a bit halfway between. Yeah, but instead of, again, instead of taking the best of both, it's the worst of both. So that's why it's dying. Well, yeah, and it's hard to mix the two just because the thing that makes test crickets so, like, um, like interesting to watch at times is, like, the tactics over five days and then you're bringing in, um, like, just the length and then suddenly you're just like, okay, we're in day five now and we have to bowl this team out and then there's just, like, you just <clears throat> hitch and sink at him and then, like, like that last India match where... India the was, last two India matches yeah. were both like that. Yeah. That one, especially when they came from the death, um, old mate tore his hamstring and Ravi Ashwin almost beat him over the head for it. Yeah, and then tried to run him out. Yeah, like that kind of stuff where you're just like, okay, this team is digging in deep 
And it's like, I always bring this up because it is so memorable because I will always remember where I was when Nathan Lyon took like eight for in the summer of like 2015 or 16. 2014. Yeah. 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 And Virat caught on the boundary by Mitch Marsh. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff, which makes test cricket great. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know how on top of it you are. I'm sure you've heard of it, seen it. But I mean, if you ever want a good five or 10 minutes, just go back and watch the last day highlights of amazing Adelaide yeah from 2006 seven mm-hmm. in that that Ashes series when we beat England and that was the day that it was the third innings and they were two for and everybody's just gone you know it's going to be a draw clearly and legend has it as legend t- tends to do Warney was the one the night before getting up and about like having dinner with Michael Clark and Matthew Hayden and that gun what do you mean? No, we'll win. We'll bowl them out. We'll win. We'll win. And it just absolutely was was unfathomable that morning. You know? Yeah. No, and that, yeah, that's what. And then obviously you get the I'm not going to say cheap thrill of T20, but it's just like bright lights, big hit, fireworks, big hits. Yeah, it's a, a children's game, but at the end of the day, like it it does well. So it's yeah, it's. The worst of both worlds, if you will. Yeah, it's a children's game because children are the ones that drive crowds to cricket now. Because lots of adults, especially with the price that it now costs to go to the cricket and the, with the degree of how good the coverage is on TV. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I went to the Melbourne Derby back when we were allowed crowds. I was watching the woeful renegade team versus the mm. should have been stars team. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know. I feel like as bad as the commentary can be in all sports, um, the commentary yeah. and like the TV delivery often drives my yeah. excitement for cricket. T20 is such a TV product. Like they've got the players mic'd up and they speak to them and, I was at the most egregious example of that. I was at the Stars Renegades derby where Warney and Marlon Samuel had their like shouting match at each other. And we were just sitting in the stands not knowing what was going on. Like Warney just walked up to the Renegades batsman, grabbed him. And like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. You could see um, Aaron Finch like in the outfield and he was just talking into his like collar. And I was just like, mm. this, this is not good for me. This yeah. is not good for me. Having said that, you and I are hundred percent going to some T Twenty games this summer. Oh, absolutely, mate! If we get St- stagger out of the mail exchange, gosh. up into Etihad, back down to the back mail exchange, exchange, end up at the Charles Dickens Tavern. Absolutely, we'll be having beers with Freddie Flintoff. Yeah, I'm again. I'm going to say probably not. I mean, one can hope. One can <laughs> hope. I'd love to have a beer with Freddie. Oh, mate, he'd be unreal. Hey, there's a there's a a lot more people in the cricket media, I feel like I'd like to have a beer more with in the AFL at the moment. Mm. And Andy Marr is still somehow the low light of both. <laughs> it's in, like, good, in good news, he's been rested for the front bar tomorrow night, the Olympic special. Yeah, I've seen um, Andy Lee on it a fair bit recently. Yep, he's the designated sub. I like Andy Lee. Yeah, so do I. Um, he... Yeah, he would be one of those real affable, sports-centric Melbourne comedians that does TV and radio, Mick Malloy style, I think, if 
he hadn't have been so successful with Hamish. Yeah. Because he is uh, just that, yeah, again, really like friendly, approachable Carlton Nuffy. Yeah. No, love it. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, any more fun cricket? I don't know. I'm excited for cricket season. I know it's July, but like, you know. Mate, there's always fun cricket. Ireland beat South Africa in, a, in one day or the other day. Jeez, that is so depressing if you're South Africa. South Africa then proceeded to come out and win by 10 wickets, I think, in the, the uh, series decider. But still, you can't be losing to Ireland. Yep. Um, so first ODI, no result. Washed out. Second ODI, Ireland won by 43 runs. Uh, and in the third ODI, South Africa won by 70 runs. Jesus. Um, in the England-Pakistan T20s, the, the, there's been a couple of them, but the most noteworthy one was the first T20 where England made 201. Jeez. And got beat by 31 runs. Pakistan batted first oh. and Pakistan oh. batted first and made six for 232. Jesus. And England followed it up with 201, including the fastest ever 100 by an Englishman, Liam Livingston, 103 off 43 balls. Liam Livingston. Perth Sportsman. Perth, yeah. Yep. Open with Jason Roy. He is the man who infamously got hit in the balls twice in one innings. And he just had the best reactions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh! I do. And then, this, then the second one was just... Oh, no. Um, Yeah, good God. 100. Um, 200. Shit. 200 and got beat by 31 runs. That's that's impressive. You'd think you make 200 any other day of the week. You're just like, good. Good total. I mean, you could theoretically get beat by a ball or a wicket, but you're not getting smashed by 30 runs when you make 200 too often. Yeah, no, you're not. You're right. Um, you are right. But yeah, other than that, the uh, the matches of the uh, week are happening currently in the Bangladesh tour of Zimbabwe. Ah, uh, yes, uh, an absolute barnstormer, I'm sure. Bangladesh dominant. I'm not surprised. Um, with their main talisman. Bangladesh bowler one and two. <laughs> the, the Bangladesh captain, is he the captain? No. Bangladesh's best player is genuinely one of the best all-rounders in the world, Shakib Al-Hassan. I do know that name. Yeah, I think he's played in the, the big bash and stuff. Uh, yep. But other than him and maybe Mamadula, I think might have also played in the, the big bash. Below that, the, the uh, it's, it sort of thins out a little bit, diminishes a little. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. That is fair enough. All right. All right. What do you got? I got basketball for you. Um, the NBA finals have concluded today. As I'm with my with my man. Yeah, go on. Antebellum double denim. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks beat uh, the Phoenix Suns. Go, go. Oh, she's missed. <laughs> um, Sorry. 105 to 98 today to win the series 4 2. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, That's not how you say his name. Uh, no, you're right. It is Andy Bellum <laughs> or Denim. Uh, Giannis has genuinely put up one of the best final series of all time. He averaged like 35 uh, points, 12 rebounds, and like five assists. He scored 50 points today to beat the Suns. He was quite literally unstoppable. You know who mate, will? Mate, 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 mate. He's playing Phoenix. They still made the finals. It's like you wrapping people up for playing well in the grand final in 2013. Like, yeah, sure. But you're playing Freo. You did play Freo. I mean, yeah, that's true. But still, like, um, Phoenix were 2 0 up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They were 2 0 up. They almost won the third game. Oh, did they? No, they almost won the fourth game. So it was 2 1. Fourth game. Um, the Bucks won by two points, I think. And then they just kept eking out results. And one thing that has been a problem for Giannis literally his entire career is he can't shoot free throws. Mm. Um, and today he went 17 for 19 at the line and he was just in his happy place. Should have got, got those extra two. Should have got those extra two, but he, he genuinely shoots like 60% from the free throw line. The NBA average is like 88. So um, yeah, Giannis after being much maligned for most of his career because he famously can't shoot threes and his jump shot is spotty. He doesn't need to because he's seven foot, 250 pounds and he's like the second coming of Wilt Chamberlain. So he is just, he just walks into the paint whenever he wants. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's genuinely as dominant as LeBron like used to be when he can just like, just take over a game. So yeah, there's that. There's your NBA for the, of the week and we won't be hearing from the nba for another four months so what a shame i mean <laughs> just some last nba just to wrap the season up um from a very selfish point of view the thunder spent the last half of the year tanking ash is about to have a fucking <laughs> seizure what's going on yeah, well, it's funny you say seizure because the Australian goalkeeper did the same thing. I think she forgot that she was allowed to use her hands. What have you done? You... And then she fell over. Oh, my God. Wait, was it a goal? No, no, we, we defended well, luckily. But Jesus Christ, Peter, uh, check, she is not. Peter, check, she is not. Um, not even Petra, check. Piatora. Piator. Um Actually, no, I don't want to talk about the Thunder. I'm sad. All right. Well, okay, I will give you another follow-up NBA thing just yeah, to because cool. I've got no real idea where I sit in the debate. Obviously, the NBA has got significantly different rules to like traditional basketball, which is what they play at the Olympics. Hmm. Given that the majority of players playing at the Olympics are probably in the NBA or play NBA-style rules, mm. should the Olympics adopt NBA-style NBA rules or stick with the... I don't think so. Because the rest, the NBA, it's one of those things that America does all by itself. It's like the metric system. 
the entire world uses the metric system except for America. America. What are the, what are the key differences? Not between the metric system. I was like, the- am I going to have to explain how many <laughs> centimeters is in an inch right now? Um, no, nah, that it's. Don't worry, I've spent many painstaking hours converting centimeters to inches. <laughs> um, it's like very minute rules, but since like Americans like quite literally grow up with it and they go through the high school, college, NBA system doing it, it's like small things. It's like goaltending isn't a rule, so like if it's on the um, if a shot is on the hoop, you can just take it off. Um, that's technically goaltending. The travel rules are different. So, like in the NBA, you need the- to wear masks while you travel. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, the like the way they count steps, like there's something called a gather step. What do you mean the way they count steps? Oh, no, the NBA after- go four, six, three. No, like um, after you pick up your dribble, you can usually only take two steps, but like in the NBA, there's like a gather step. So, technically, it's three, and sometimes it turns into four. Um, and the FIBA officials tend to not give fouls the way that NBA officials would for dumb NBA shit. Like there's yeah. a lot of flopping in the NBA and then they just, they do not give a shit in the internationals, which is great to see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and, and that's why the US is struggling so much is because they have such amazing talent obviously like the best nba talent in the world but they don't play together that often whereas you look at australia's basketball team and those boys like play together all the time because they're the best from their country like patty mills has played in like three consecutive olympics he's our best player and he barely gets off the bench in the yeah. nba but because like him joe ingles uh, Dante Exum, like Bogut before he retired. Like they just played together all the time under the same rules. That's why they were so good and cohesive. Yeah. Um, so uh, I genuinely think that's the only way that the US will, that they'll basically beat themselves. Yeah. All right. Just before we get off basketball, I've got one more basketball related thing that I would like. Yeah, go. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to challenge, channel, before I tell you what it is, channel your best inner BT. Oh, whose name am I pronouncing incorrectly? I'm going to send you a video. I want you to print it. I want you to commentate it like you are BT on the radio so people can't see what's happening. Oh, good God. Here we go. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this. <laughs> All right. Just for context, I'm watching uh, 7-5 Chinese prodigy Zhang Zhu. Um, she is... He? She. She is 7 foot 5 at 14 years old. Playing against people that are three foot six. Yeah, because they're fourteen. They're in high school. Just uh, ignoring the BT thing for a second. Just imagine being seven foot five at fourteen years old. I was genuinely five foot tall when I was fourteen. Like five five one. Yeah, this is. I saw this on. I think 
Who's either have you been paying attention or the new spin-off show, The Cheap Seats. Really? With Mel Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Well, we mm. um, and Titus O'Reilly. Yeah. It's the sports correspondent. It's just crazy. Absolutely. I'd love to I'd love to hear BT commentator. Boy, oh boy, would you look at that, Hamish? <laughs> and he is twice the size. Zhang Jiu has pulled down her 400th rebound for the game. Um, set, uh, I cannot even begin to... Yeah, 7 foot 5 is just ridiculous. The worst thing to come out of COVID worldwide is was not getting the opportunity to listen to Rob Riggle and BT commentate Holy Moly together. That's where BT belongs. That is exactly where BT belongs, next to Rob Riggle. Yep. Making Rob Riggle play the straight man. Yeah, he's, he's done. Oh. BT's done in football. All right. Do you have anything before we uh, before we call it? Uh, yeah, let, let's go to my favourite sport, the Belarusian. No, uh, the rugby NRL. Ah, uh, I thought you were talking about the COVID hotspot. No, no. Thursday Thursday afternoon, the storm at twelve thirty got briefed on Zoom. Said at this stage, the chances of moving before this weekend very very slim. Don't worry. Three p.m. That day, they get told, all right, pack your bags, we're on a flight, a couple of hours, we're leaving tonight. Everybody jumps on the plane. They proceed to fly up to Queensland and beat the Newcastle Knights 48-4. Absolutely guppied them. They got absolutely killed. They're on a 14-game win streak, I think. Yep, I think so. They have surpassed 40 points for the 11th time this year. Jeez. And they have amassed the most points ever in 17 rounds. What are the chances that in five years we're hearing about salary cap issues? Have you ever seen those C bus ads? I have seen those C bus ads. Well, I would say to you, good sir, past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. I like it. Thank you. Which is another way to say just because we've got a history of being cheats and we're once again somehow dominant, cause, <laughs> correlation does not equal causation. That's what the New England Patriots will tell you. Yeah, yeah, the storm are deflating rugby balls now. You reckon that'd help? Uh, no. Well, I mean... I wouldn't imagine so. If you trained with deflated rugby balls and nobody else did, probably. Yeah. Ah, well. But it's the same with anything. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, are we on top of the ladder or is it still Penrith? Mate, you're about 17th. Oh, Storm. Storm. Oh, no. Nah, mate. We're still on for the finals. Mate, funnier things have happened than an Essendon Hawthorne elimination final. Uh, Storm are in front of the Panthers on percentage comfortably. Well, yeah, because but, like, but know, only on percentage. I'll say they win 48 to 4 every week, apparently. Sheesh. Some weeks it's 52 now. Yeah, that one the other it was genuinely 56 to nothing. And I was like, this is unreal. How are my boys the uh was it the Tongan rugby union team going? 
Ah, uh, yeah, the ones who lost to uh, New Zealand, one hundred and two to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Tongan rugby. Have they defected to play for the Gold Coast yet? <laughs> Harmichael style. <laughs> um. All right. Fixtures and results. Here we go. They just lost to Samoa, thirty-seven to fifteen. They drew with Samoa last week, zero to zero. Wow. Um, after their, they really fought hard in the 102 to nothing loss. The first try was within a minute. With it's, it, it's not good. It's not ideal. Um, yeah, look, the Tonga national team, not one of the, uh, more prestigious national teams in uh, world rugby. I must one minute. Yeah, it was literally within the minute. I think it was 48 seconds. So not a good start. Did you know Mm. that when the AFL were trying to organize the Carmichael Hunt coup to change codes? Is this from your book? This is from the book. They organized a secret training session for Carmichael Hunt with Jason McCartney and Nathan Buckley, two icons of the sport. Mm -hmm. And Carmichael rocked up in jeans and thongs. To a training session to play football. With Jason McCartney and Nathan Buckley. He has no idea. Why and, they, and they still paid him a million dollars a year to pay, play AFL. Did that come and it, up? And it was, still, it was still worth it for the second, the millisecond that he was half good when he beat Richmond after the siren camp. That's, yeah, I, I will never forget that game. No, it absolutely didn't come off in hindsight. Not from obviously a playing aspect, but just from bringing more fans to the game aspect. No, I don't think so. Still uh, nobody goes. No, the, the best ambassadorship one is still Putty. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you bring the best player in AFL football to your team. The referees just had a possession. Oh, yeah. One, two. Like, give yourself a yellow. <laughs> Send yourself off. Hey, that's what the AFL umpire should do. I mean, Razor Ray would consider it bring out a red card just for himself. Yeah, he'd send himself off just for the fanfare. Good grief. All right. Any it's, the only, it's the only way he's getting a standing O. <laughs> when he sends himself off. Oh, uh, no last words from me, I don't think. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. We're all in on the Aussies for the Olympics. Did you just reply to an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie with Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? Yeah. That's the... It was continuing on with the sentence I had in mind. Mm. It doesn't really make sense to say, oi, 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 going into the Olympics. (laughs) All right. right. I'll let it slide this time. Um, Good luck to our boy, Logan McDonald, Jack Martin. uh, And uh, uh, Ari Tetnus. (laughs) Happy Steph Gilmore and the baby boomers. Absolutely. Let's go, boomers. This is the year. Let's fucking go. And boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. And with that, <laughs> on that bomb, sh- on that boom shell. Hey, on, on that boom shell. Thank you so much for listening to the Last Call podcast. My name's Ben Jamal. 
This has been Ash. Ash, any last words? I would still like to be Ash if I could. Oi, oi, oi. Ha, ha, ha.